critically endangered is the last rung on the ladder before a species is listed as extinct in the wild. So this species is on the brink of extinction. We think that there's only around 300, 350 maybe regent honeyeaters left, and that's across a very large range, which basically stretches from Melbourne all the way up to Brisbane and across the western slopes. It covers a large area, but there's very few birds. So one of the things that the recovery team is doing is to uh, supplement the wild population of regent honeyeaters by occasionally releasing um, zoo-bred birds. And that's exactly what's happened recently in the in the curry Cessnock area. And there's some good ironbark flowering, mistletoe flowering. And the recovery team decided the conditions were good. And so after many months of planning, almost six months, uh, we eventually released 58 uh, regent honeyeaters into these woodlands. As I speak, we're, we're watching nests being constructed by these released birds. It's absolutely incredible. We really couldn't have asked for a better start. It's an amazing project, and you've done it in conjunction with Taronga Zoo Conservation Foundation and the, the First Nations people from that region. That's right. This release, I have to say, hasn't just been about the region Honeyeater. It's been a real journey uh, with, the, with the local Aboriginal people. So the country that we release these birds on um, is the country of the, of the Wanarua people. Uh, and, and Uncle Richard, an elder from Wanarua, actually, he welcomed us uh, and he welcomed the birds back to country. And he spoke um, some of that welcome in Wanarua language. And we all, we, we, you know, it, it is believed that that is the first time that Wanarua language has been spoken to a group of people. There were about 30 people there or something, to a group of people for uh, over 150 years. So it's, it's quite quite remarkable and, and really heartwarming that this isn't just about a critically endangered bird. It's also about returning the bird to country. Um, and also there is a parallel story. Uh, I'm not sure if your listeners may, may have seen some media this year about the Regent Honeyeater. It's becoming famous for being the bird that lost its song. So what we're, what we're seeing is that there are so few Regent Honeyeaters left that quite often lone, lone birds will just wander off and be by themselves and they're spending time with other birds. They're not spending time with regent honeyeaters. So they're actually learning the songs of, of other birds, which is quite, quite sad when you think about it. It's mostly the males that sing and if a male does a really you know, wayward song or, or, or a song of, of a com completely different species, that male probably won't pair up and that obviously you know, affects the breeding. And, and when you think about it, if you've got a species where there's only 300 birds and it's critically endangered, if it doesn't breed, then it's all over. So it's all about trying to get this bird to, to breed. With the story of returning the birds to Wanarua country, the Wanarua language has almost been lost itself and it's currently being reawoken by Sharon Edgar-Jones. An amazing story, a journey uh, for, for biodiversity and journey for, for cultural significance and the return of song of the Regent Honeyeater and the return of language of the Wanarua people. Is there a story with the Regent Honeyeater that you can share? Yes, there, there is. We're, we're in the process of looking into it. And when I say that uh, the, the release happened on Wanarua country, that the land is actually owned by the Minda River Local Aboriginal Land Council. And we're working very closely with those guys, in particular, uh, their CEO, Tara Deva, who has been fantastic in facilitating access for us and introducing us to her community 
And yeah, so I've spoken to Tara about Regent honey eaters and, and all this sort of thing. And she's really excited about doing research on the significance of this bird because the Regent honey eater really only has like maybe half a dozen core breeding areas left. Uh, you know, it, it will breed in, in certain places, you know, as one-offs, but, but generally speaking, it has a, a, a small number of core breeding areas and Capity Valley, um, the Upper Hunter, the Burragarang Valley, um, Chilton in Victoria, the the Bandara Baraba region, but the Lower Hunter, where where this release happened, is one of those core cool breeding sites. So, it's an area where Regent honey eaters have always occurred, but as their range and population have contracted, it's still one of the places that that these birds go to. So it's vitally important, and yeah, we're working um, with with Mid River to try and. Yeah, get get the, the the cultural background and the significance of the region honey to this country.